Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast, and I hope that everybody had a great Labor Day weekend. I guess this signals the end of summer and the beginning of fall, very PSL season, which I am excited about. I'm already seeing Halloween stuff in a lot of the big box retail stores, which is so funny to me. Um, So I'm in LA this weekend. Uh, my friend is basically had her LA wedding reception here. Uh, she got married in Mexico a couple months ago, but a lot of people couldn't make it out there. So she wanted to do something more local for friends here in this area. Um, so I just am so grateful to have been able to do both Mexico and here. And I also got to see a really good friend yesterday. We took our dogs for a walk uh, over in an area called Pan Pacific Park near West Hollywood. And uh, I also got to go to Universal Studios with another friend. Um, I've gone to do a lot of fun stuff. I feel like my social calendar in one week of being back in California is like more packed than it was in six months uh, of South Carolina. <laughs> but again, that makes sense because I am from here. I was here for 11 years and my people are here. So this week, what we're getting curious about is keeping the peace and more specifically whose peace we're keeping. So I posed this question on Instagram a while back and I got a lot of responses from you know fellow struggling and or recovering people pleasers and I was like dang this one really resonates with people. <laughs> I got to earmark this for a podcast episode. <laughs> so here we are. And I think that a lot of times we don't say things because we're trying to, quote, keep the peace or not make waves. But whose peace are we keeping? (laughs) Are we at war with ourselves by keeping someone else's peace? There's actually a a quote by the late, great Nipsey Hussle, uh, very fitting to reference an L.A. rapper here in L.A., uh, but he said, Would you rather be at war with the world and at peace with yourself, or would you rather be at war with yourself and at peace with the world? Woo! (laughs) That one hits, right? (laughs) So when we think about this idea of keeping the peace, my mind goes straight to people-pleasing. I personally think about the parasympathetic nerve system that is responsible for our fight, flight, freeze responses. You may have also heard of this newer fourth response that was added more recently called the fawn response. (laughs) Basically, this is when we appease people in order to avoid conflict. And I think the majority of us have at least some people-pleasing tendencies. And if I'm stereotyping I would say women are much more prone to people-pleasing than men. Culturally, I think it's just what most of us have been told in terms of the correct behavior of a female. And we've kind of been told that being nice is synonymous with being agreeable, not challenging people, and overall just being more of a passive wallflower. You know, it's obviously different now than it was even 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago. But overall, like if we had to say (laughs) which of the sexes is more prone to this, I, I would think most people would agree with me here that it's women. So 
If you know me, you know this has never been my strong suit. Uh, (laughs) Being a wallflower, not because I'm actively trying to be combative or anything like that, but because of my inherent curiosity, I tend to ask a lot of questions. I push for deeper answers because I want to understand the whys and the hows behind things. Regardless, I also have people-pleasing tendencies, y'all. I spent 15 years almost in advertising sales where, to a certain degree, I needed to please my clients, who mainly consisted of these big Fortune 500 brand advertisers and media agencies. I was the one pursuing them. I was one of several vendors, publisher, reps vying for their time and attention and marketing budgets. (laughs) I needed them to like not only the publisher I represented, but I needed them to like me. And something I used to be terrible at, but I think I've gotten better, is picking my battles. I remember at this Buddhist meditation retreat, I think I've told you guys about this before, but I attended it a couple years ago. They talked a lot about the principle of non-attachment. That's like a core foundational principle to Zen Buddhism. Secondarily to that, they spoke a bit about the idea of biting the hook, or in other words, taking the bait. We probably know that phrase more. They talked about the pause that we can take before instinctively reacting to something that has triggered a strong emotional response in us. Not every argument is worth our time or energy, right? A lot of times we sense that people want to convince us of their opinions and their perspectives, and we can listen openly without being swayed. Most of the time, people just want to feel seen and heard No matter how passionate a moral crusade someone seems to be on, (laughs) when we disagree, we can choose whether or not we need to voice that disagreement. If this person is vehement in their opinions and they don't seem open to hearing any other perspectives, and maybe it seems like they just like the sound of their own voice, then you might decide to just, you know half smile, nod, find a way to change the subject, or remove yourself from the interaction entirely. (laughs) But sometimes it is worth it to engage. I myself am a big fan of a spirited debate, but not so much for the purpose of convincing someone of what I think. It's more so about having real meaningful conversations, understanding someone else's perspective, how it differs from mine, what factors went into their decision-making, things that happened in their life that may have influenced their beliefs. Again, it's about that open curiosity that enables us to understand the journey of other people. It's, It's just not about getting people to switch sides. I'm pretty sure that Never in the history of mankind has someone changed a core belief because someone aggressively badgered them into it or tried to convince them of their opposing viewpoint. Pretty sure that's like the worst strategy ever. (laughs) And if you find yourself holding back how you really feel a lot, it might be worth asking yourself whether you choose to regularly surround yourself 
with people who prompt that in you, who make you feel like you have to hold back a lot what you think, how you feel? Are you choosing to be around people whose values don't necessarily align with yours? Maybe they did and now they don't anymore. Do you find yourself holding your tongue or making a lot of excuses for someone? Like, well, that's just, you know, that's just the way so-and-so is. That's not a reason. (laughs) That's not a legitimate justification. (laughs) Are you having to remind yourself of someone's good qualities just to offset the bad stuff, the bad vibes you get from them? If any of that's true for you, like, Let me just say, like, energy does not lie. Energy does not lie. The more work I've personally done on myself, the more attuned I've become to people's energy. And as a result of that, I've actually removed myself from several relationships that just don't serve me anymore. They don't feel good. They don't feel aligned. The good doesn't outweigh the bad. They're just not a vibrational match for me. And it's no shade on them, but we are allowed to take inventory of our relationships. We're allowed to take stock. We're allowed to tap into how we feel when we're around certain people and ask ourselves, is this a healthy connection for me? And I understand that this isn't always in our control. Unless you work for yourself, then you probably do not get to pick who your boss is, who your manager is, who your coworkers are or who your family is to a certain extent, the one you're born into. I was actually talking to a really good friend yesterday and she said something that I was just like, man, I'll bet that. I was like, this is so common. This is such this is such a normal thing that I feel like, I don't know, maybe people don't talk about as openly that much, but she said, I love my sister. I just don't like her very much right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> To feel the obligatory love for the people who share your blood while knowing that if you and this person weren't born into the same family, they might not be the type of person you would choose to surround yourself with. Uh, I am very blessed because I freaking love my sister so much. She's amazing. She's definitely one of my best friends. And whatever she thinks is like the right course of action, I'm just like, yep, Lauren always knows best. So when it comes to people that we have to be around, that's when that mindfulness work comes in super handy, that, that pause, right? The Viktor Frankl quote, the, the pause between stimulus and response. When we notice how our body and our mind are reacting to being around someone, if we feel uncomfortable or tight or tense or heated If we feel our fists starting to clench or our shoulders starting to tighten or, you know, like we feel something in our throat, like like literally fighting the urge to like snap back. (laughs) And this is, this is also where we get to choose what response feels most aligned for us in those situations. You know, unless we plan on having one of those half-baked quitting moments. I don't know any of my other millennials remember that movie, the guy at the fast food restaurant who jumps on the mic and he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. (laughs) Which is hysterical, but probably not an option for most of us in real life. So we got to learn how to regulate our emotions. (laughs) Because if somebody can alter our emotional state with only a few words, that means that we've given them control of our emotional state. 
So we take back that decision-making. We choose whether we want to keep someone else's peace or our own, if both are not possible. And I hope that we can just stop betraying ourselves just to keep the peace of the people who hurt us. Because we deserve peace too. I really hope you guys found this episode useful. Please subscribe. Please share it with someone you think could benefit from it. And as always, thank you so, so much for listening. I've been getting awesome feedback lately. And uh, it's just warming my heart so much. Like people I haven't heard from in a long time, former coworkers, um, just people coming out of the woodwork saying how much they're enjoying the podcast. Uh, and they like that it's quick. It's 15, 20 minutes. It's easy to just listen to while they're running errands or walking their dog. And I'm just like, yes. Oh my God. Just feels like assurance from the universe. Like keep doing it. So thank you. And until next time. Stay curious.